1: sure Clemson scored another touchdown during that. Coming to you live from the Classic City, Athens, Georgia, this is Arthur Balen, and coming to you from the capital city of California, Sacramento, the immortal Patrick Toppin.
0: How we doing, folks? Uh, it was a ugly, ugly, ugly weekend in Death Valley. Um, I mean, yeah, and you, you, know, I mean, you can just look at the headlines and talk about the fact that BC has now set the defensive record for most yards, given up a single game twice this season. Um, the worst loss of the Steve Dazio era, 59-7. Um, it was bad, Arthur. It was really bad. Um, you know, you want to know the story? It was BC wins the toss, and it was all downhill from there.
1: Yeah. Um, winning the toss really was the – uh, big moment for for the Eagles. Um and they it was just one of those games that real where BC just really couldn't get anything going. Um we'll talk about Dennis Grossell in a second, but he was he was awful. Um the offense couldn't really get going. The defense was porous to put it put put it nicely. And it was just all around just a really bad effort from B C.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, you can look at the stats, right? Like, the team stats, I mean, speak volumes on offense. Um, First downs. Clemson, 36. Boston College, 10. Total yards, 674. Clemson. Uh, Boston College, 177. Rushing yards. This, like, blew my mind. Um, Rushing yards. Both teams had 44 rushes. BC rushed for 97 yards. Uh, Clemson rushed for 302 yards. You will not win... Many games with a stat line like
2: that. No, and you know, I, I think I. Here's
1: the thing. I, I think we kind of expected this to be a, a a struggle. I, I, I don't think anybody really could have expected BC to really win that game in any stretch of the imagination, but to get killed like that. That, 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 that to me, is is the
2: overarching issue. It, like, it w- wasn't that they lost, it was how they lost. Yeah, I mean, I think in the simplest terms, um, if you had told me that the final score was 60
0: to 21, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. Um, you told me the final score was uh, 45 to 14. You know, like I expected, you know, us to go down to Clemson and get our butts handed to us um, in almost no uncertain terms. I did not expect to have a historically bad game by franchise standards, um, franchise by team
2: standards in the history of this institution.
0: Um, and I guess to me, perhaps worse. um there wasn't really sort of it was an all around collapse. I mean, we can talk about the
2: offense. We can talk about the defense. Um, it was end to end the failure. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, why, why, why don't we just do that?
1: Because uh, yeah, let, let's let's just just let's just get into it. Uh, let's let, let's 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 start at the quarterback position.
2: Um, I think it's safe to say that the, the verdict is in on Dennis Grosell, and it's not good counterpoint all right, so I
0: looked at this game, and I saw basically right Grosell, you know doing more stats comparisons, Grosell three for fourteen fifty three yards. Trevor Lawrence, 16 for 19, 275 yards, three touchdowns. That's that's pretty big yikes
2: right there. Um I I don't think you can judge Grossell off this game. He was throwing to
0: um there were a couple of times when I thought he missed throws, but I mean you're just looking at a defense that has a defensive line and it's not going to give him any time to throw.
2: Um a playmaking secondary and um a
0: game which basically they're going to dare him to Where Brett Metavolt in the Clemson defense is going to dare Dennis Grosell to beat them through the air um against five star athletes. There is no way that ends well for basically any quarterback. I don't think this game is This game is maybe a little bit different with Anthony Brown, but I am not willing to throw in the towel completely on Grossell uh, yet. I think, um, to me, BC basically had a couple issues where they really could offensively not get more than one or two good plays per drive. And you need a lot of good and great plays to beat Clemson. Um, Right. They only had, I only, I really, in my analysis, I basically watched like the first half again, then um, ignoring the entire second half because you're down by four or five scores at halftime. It doesn't really matter what you do. Cause at that point it's just practice. Um, but like BC only really had, had had two, three and outs on, I believe, six possessions uh, in the first half, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world by BC standards. Um but they only had one drive with three three or more first downs, um which is a problem. They could not sustain drives. Um I looked at it and I basically saw I was just like, yeah, they just couldn't get enough good plays
2: tacked together except for that one touchdown drive. Um it was it was bad. Uh, and I think the issue was that they're just up against a better defense than they are offense. And
0: every player on offense and defense got beaten. Um, I, yeah, I, I am not willing to throw the towel completely in Grossell. I think it looks bad for him. I think that he needs to work on um his reads, which are things that guys who don't have a lot of game experience have issues with. He stares down receivers. That's all coachable. That's all deal with the bull. He's got all the arm talent in the world.
2: Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on the offense?
1: Um, so the, the big thing that kind of jumps out at me is just how frequently the draw, like everyone, all BC's drive, a lot of BC's drives stalled out. So, you know, first drive, three plays, seven yards. Second drive, five plays, 13 yards. Third drive, three three plays, four yards. Um, then BC scored a touchdown, but then then four plays, fifteen yards, five plays, zero yards. Doesn't sound right, but that that's that's what the score scoreline
0: says. Um the, next the drive. Five,
2: the five play zero yards is
0: like, um, I think it's like one or two plays first down, and then Grisel takes a big sack that basically takes them back to where they started. So it's just yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: It's no overall yeah. change in net position, but it is it is not a three and out.
1: Yeah. So four four plays, thirteen yards. Three plays, nine yards. Three plays, negative one yards. Uh and like you can kind of see um the like like what where I'm getting at. It's 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 not just that, you know, BC um couldn't move like couldn't move the football scene to drive. They just couldn't move. And they and they just couldn't get anything sustained. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about the defense in a second. But when you have that situation going on 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 uh, on offense, you're not doing your defense any any service, especially um, a defense that has had as many struggles as BC has had in the past.
0: Yeah, um, Arthur, I love you to death, but I am not at all pinning defensive struggles on the offense's ability to stay on the field. Um, there's no,
1: no no, 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 no. I mean, I, that's not the only issue, but like, if, if if the defense is staying on the field for us, like a significant amount of time,
2: I'm of the opinion that it creates an issue. That's fair. I mean, I think, I mean,
0: I watch the defense, and it. I wish broken tackles or missed tackles were a publicly available stat. Um, because you can only really get them if you pay for you know, heavy-duty services or if you have inside information, because obviously coaches all track these sorts of things, coaching staffs do. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Ross, Travis Etienne, and the rest of that offensive skill set, and then Clemson, repeatedly got yards after contact. They repeatedly broke arm tackles. Uh, Joe Sparaccio had like Trevor Lawrence wrapped up in the backfield, and he just couldn't do it
2: this team is unable to tackle and like bc has lost all of their games this year um on a failure to tackle and
0: i i feel like a broken record saying that and i feel like i'm also you know maybe dumbing it down too much but when this team can't tackle they should not expect to compete or win football games we've seen in um because you're going to hear me say it again later on when we preview syracuse when this team makes tackles um, they can they can win games when they you know they slaughtered NC State. Why? Because they wrapped up on defense. Uh, they beat Virginia Tech because they wrapped up on defense. Like those are games that the defense did its job in. Um, cause they're in, it's, it's weird because they're in the position to be making these plays a lot of the time. But you know, wide receivers like Clemson wide receivers are dragging defensive back. As regards, they're prancing in with one they're prancing into the end zone untouched because they make
2: one double move because this team takes terrible angles um on every defensive play. It's it's pathetic
0: and it's also clearly a coaching issue. That is like they're in the position, they're just not
2: doing what they are expected to do. It's frustrating. And yeah, it's just I don't know. It's uh it's pathetic. It's 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 a serious, serious issue on this team and uh they've done it in some games, so we
0: also know that they can do it, I guess is what pisses me off the most. Um or not pisses me off, frustrates me the most. So Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Um my only like one gripe, not with the game, was that The play calling honestly wasn't terrible. Um, Which is is a nice thing to say for a Boston College game. Um, For all the the grab I've given them. Um, The first drive continues if uh, Griselle gets the ball out a little bit faster to A.J. Dillon, who dropped it. Um, The second was a bad throw by Griselle. Um, When he had an open man, he just sort of looked off the safety wrong. Um, And quite frankly, that... Touchdown run by Dylan uh, at the beginning of the second quarter was one of the best offensive play calls or like play designs that I've seen with a QB
2: sprint out to get everyone going. Then Dylan is the middle. It's perfect. It was a wonderful, wonderful job. And I'm vaguely gathering that Arthur has either disconnected or uh, has his mic I'm on here.
0: mute. he is go. on mute. I am back. Um, so,
1: yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I will tend to agree with you. The, the play calling was certainly better than it could have been. Um, But you certainly can't – I don't know. Like it, it's it's on a player to execute. It, it just, it's just it's kind of what, what I'll say. And just kind of leave it at
0: that.
2: Yeah. To me, this loss or the the
0: not the loss. I didn't expect to win. Um, the severity of this loss comes down to um, an inability. It's a coaching failure beforehand to teach these guys to wrap up um, and to get you know QB in a position where he can you know be making plays. Um, and it's a position a failure to prepare these guys to. Second it's a failure to just be as athletic as Clemson. Um, But it wasn't a failure on the play calling this time. And so I am not –
2: that is something that as a PC fan, I think I would be saying. Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. It was just a rough game. And I, I really don't know what else I have to say about it.
0: Um, I guess so. Let's, let's let's do a little positivity thing here, where BC doesn't really, where we're pretty bad at it, if I'm being honest. Uh, Arthur, did you see any performances that you thought
2: were noteworthy or good from a Boston College player last week? Uh, um,
1: I mean, I I will tend to agree with you that um, the run, Isiah Dillon run, was pretty nice um, for the touchdown. He's also the the program leader in rushing, so you know, props to him for that. Um, I, 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 I really don't know, man. I mean, Jolamont had, uh, you know, was was definitely really involved in in, in tackling. I, I, I guess that's you know, a positive thing.
2: Um, uh, the only one I can come up with. Um, is, is is Grant Carlson had a pretty
0: statistically good day punting? That's because he was punting with lots of room, you know. Finished with yeah. 11, eleven punts, um, but averaged forty eight yards
2: each, with the longest fifty five. And honestly, you know, hooray! Yeah, yeah. Danny Longman did
1: not get the ball out of bounds again, so there's that too.
0: And that's how you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, I think we can close the book on Clemson. Uh, Steve Adazio talked in his press conference this week about not losing to Clemson
2: twice. Um, you know, you got your butt handed to you on a platter, and uh, you got to eat it and
0: move on. Um, you gotta, you gotta, gotta move past it. You have a game against a pretty struggling Syracuse this week. If you spend all week, you know, mourning the fact that you got blown out uh you're probably gonna lose again this week so arthur syracuse possibly the most underperforming team of maybe the year definitely in the acc maybe all of football um they're bad a lot of people had them projected as probably maybe second runner up in the acc um obviously not with the way that the calvin the divisions are aligned but probably the second highest ranked team um and really all we've seen instead is a pretty convincing argument that eric Dungey probably should have won a heisman yeah um i mean like uh, going
1: into the season i kind of knew that syracuse was like i think people were expecting syracuse to be as good as they were last year and i i think i even back then i thought that was foolish um like losing like a quarterback like Eric Dungey, um, that that's not that's court that he's not easily replaceable on a team like Syracuse, um. So I I I really didn't expect you know Syracuse to be as good as they were last year, but they have really fallen off the cliff. Um, you know they they lost to a pretty bad NC State team. Um, they you know they they lost. Um, you know, to you know Pittsburgh, who like you know, say what you will about like how competitive they are in the in, in, the, in the coastal. That's that's still a, a game that Syracuse, like, like a team that Syracuse, and based on how high people were on Syracuse, they should probably win. Um, and it just like I, I think, I think it really should have been reasonable for people to expect them to drop a little bit. Like, I, I think people were too high on them, but I don't think anybody could expect them to fall off a cliff the way they have.
2: I mean, I personally had them. I had them
0: doing pretty well. I had them at nine or, 9 or 10 wins. Um, I thought that, you know, Dino Bavers, offensive coach, um, really smart, likable guy, and done a hell of a job building the program up there. I thought that, you know, Tommy DeVito, who's a four-star recruit, was going to come in there. Um, he had a year under his belt and just, go straight into it you know just continue on um but yeah i mean syracuse is is bad they've got wins against liberty um who's 99th overall in s&p plus they've got a win against western michigan who's 88th overall in s&p plus um and Holy Cross, who's an FCS team who we know like is not particularly good or competitive against FBS teams. Um and their losses, right? They lost to NC State in a game that had no offense. Um and they basically scored a touchdown late to make the score look competitive. They lost, you know, seventeen to ten, but it was seventeen to three for most of that game. Um
2: Pitt, sort of same thing, a game that wasn't in close until the last minute, and they got blown out by Clemson, good team. Maryland, terrible team. Florida State, like not a great team. Um, honestly, like this is this has reached a point
0: where it's a it's a must-win game for Babers um, if they want to make a bowl. And I'm very curious to see how they come out swinging against Boston College because it's just
2: got a lot. Counting report time he says with a question mark. Yeah, I don't report time. All right, Colin. No, uh, Colin. Um, Arthur? Colin's my roommate's name. Um, Tommy DeVito. Thoughts? Thoughts? Um, I don't think he's flying up to his four-star recruit
1: um, pedigree. Um, I, I think it's definitely
2: been a slow start for him. Um, I... I mean, look, he was certainly. How how do I put this? Um, in the loss Not in terrible. losses,
1: he, he, he uh, yeah, like that, that's, I think that's probably the best way of putting it. Like, you know, in the game against Maryland, you know, he he still threw for three hundred and thirty yards, only threw one interception. You know, in the game against NC State, you know, he threw for 300 yards and admittedly only one touchdown, but he he is still a quarterback. Like he's not Eric Dungey, I, I think I think that's pretty clear. But he's still not bad, and he still kind of has the ability to kind of make BC's defense miserable uh, if, if 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 he if he kind of puts his mind to it.
0: Yeah, you know, I look at it, and um, Syracuse is a pass-first team. Uh, They are sort of the opposite. BC passes about one-third of the time and runs the ball two-thirds of the time. Um, They're the opposite. They throw about 60-something percent of the time. Um, He's done a pretty good job of taking care of the ball, despite being asked to throw so many times, which I think is probably an overall good thing. BC's defense is really sort of like when they get turnovers, they seem to play better. Um, That's probably, you know, one, hard to know which one comes first, but um, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over that much, if at all, against BC. Um, I'm a little concerned. He doesn't really have a whole lot of high yards per attempt, as they'd probably like. Um, But statistically, aside from him, basically, they're mediocre. he's He's a okay quarterback. I think BC, like, right now, if they had him, we'd be fine with it. Um, if we were replacing yeah. Anthony Brown, he's, he's he's better than Dennis Grossell right now. Um, oh, I don't think there's any question about that. But statistically, they are mediocre to bad at basically everything. Um, they average 2.9 yards per carry. he's like, 5, 5, 6, 4.3 yards per play. he's like, 6 or 7. Um, they're 120th amongst FBS teams in red zone scoring. Like, they cannot get the ball in the end zone. Um, and it has abs- – for a team that it has to be
2: offense first and gets its pedigree and its reputation is offense first, that's not okay. Yeah, I, I I I think you're absolutely right
1: about that. I really don't have anything else to add.
2: Um, other than, um, you know, I mean, like, I, I think, I think we can say without question um, that I, I mean, I, I
1: think Syracuse is absolutely a, a beatable team for BC. Um, so like, and I think, I think this matchup certainly looks a lot more manageable than it did at the start of the season.
2: Oh yeah, this is just as winnable as the NC State game, if not more so. I mean, like I, I'm, uh, totally like yeah. I'm like I feel totally, totally fine. Um, you know, Anyway,
0: I'm looking up Mo Neal's previous stats versus BC because I feel like in the past he's done really well against us. Um, he's a senior. Out of uh, Gastonia, North Carolina, um, he's their sort of running back. They
2: do have a bit of a running back by committee there, but he's been fine. Um, he's a like a decent, like yeah, he's a decent running back. Um, he's a threat out of the backfield. He averages
0: like nine yards per catch, so he can make a man miss. You love to see that if you're NC State, and I don't really think it'll matter because BC will. I mean you still try to exploit the BC secondary. It's all it's all up in the air. Defense a little bit better, surprisingly better than I think a lot of people in Q's analysts predicted um the secondary, Andre Sisco and uh Ifeatu Melif- Melifonwu um playmakers on the defensive backfield. Um Melif- uh, Ifeatu Melifonwu BC fans might remember he's related to Obi Melifonwu, who was a player at UConn who BC beat up on a few times. Um, that family's freak athletes. Uh, Obi was drafted by the Patriots, actually, um, as sort of a project player, but never really stuck there. Um, but at the college level, being an athlete is you know, usually enough. So he could absolutely be enough, um, be fast enough and strong enough to pose some problems for BC. And then uh. I think Brandon Barry has showed up in his senior year. He's got five and a half sacks. Um, they're kind of all-around contributors, It's gang tackling all over the
2: place. Um, yeah, they're a very sort of unimpressive team on paper. Um, dis- or disappointing compared to what
0: we expected, but sort of you look at, you know, stats and you're looking at the film and you're kind of like
2: there's not a lot that I would be excited for as a Cues fan going into this game.
1: The one thing I will say though is the carrier dome for whatever reason has been a house of horrors for um BC under Steve Adagio. So um for whatever reason B C just has not traveled well to Syracuse, so I I wonder if that trend's gonna continue.
2: Um it it's certainly I don't know, I I, I it it I can go either way on it.
0: I I I mean I think it's a coin flip game. Um Q's is favored by three in most markets. Um FBI has them as like sixty-six for like two-thirds percent favorite or two-thirds favorite. sixty-six percent favorites. They think they win this game two times out of three. That seems really high. Um, I think the one thing BC's got to look out for is uh the Lou last year's Lou Groza Award winner uh, Andre Schmidt. Um, it's only seventy-five percent on the year, but he's also got a cannon. They've asked
2: him to take some long, long field goals, and inside the dome, you gotta feel good about it if you're. Syracuse. the good news for bc um is that there is film from literally a week ago of cam Akers
0: single-handedly running all over syracuse he's averaged like four touchdowns he had 160 yards on like 20 carries um i have to imagine that bc is gonna hit that all day uh cues's linebackers do not look good um they're really, really bad at biting on fakes, um, both as play action and sort of as, like, misdirections. And we saw misdirection work pretty well against NC State. I also think that BC is a better running team right now than Florida State. So, I mean, I think that BC is going to just run them down on the ground. I would expect a healthy, healthy dose of A.J. Dillon and David Bailey. Um, I would expect them both, you
2: know i expect 60 carries, honestly, um, between the two of them. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree. Yeah, I think that's a... Um, part of the reason they've been kind of bad this year on offense.
0: Um, they've had some O-line problems with just sort of consistency. Um, they're pretty young, which sort of bodes well for the future, but this is not the future. This is a world in which... Uh, DeVito took seven sacks last week. Um, they have some pretty vanilla play calling and some pretty long developing routes that don't necessarily lend themselves to bad offensive lines.
2: Um, so, yeah. Arthur, what do you think it takes for BC to win this game?
1: I, I think grosselle got to be – got to grow into the role a little bit more and he's got to have a better game than he did against Clemson I think he's got to have a better game than he did well I mean I, I don't want to say that like NC State because you know part of the reason why he didn't have a better game is because the the running game really kind of took over um but he's I think he's gonna I think he's, he needs to have a good game um I think he needs to rebound I think he needs to kind of Take control and um, certainly kind of re establish the pass game, uh, just to give AJ Dillon and the running running game a little bit more. Um, keep it certainly to keep the defense a little more honest. Um, and I I think uh, I think just mentally they just basically just need to kind of you know like 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 you mentioned before like what Steve Adagio said before they they can't let Clemson beat them twice
2: like, just have have a short-term memory and just move forward. Yeah, I mean, um, I honestly think that if Grossell improves to a 50%
0: completion rate this week, they win this game easily. I think that would be enough of a threat, um, especially downfield, because, like, I mean, Grosell had some good passes last week that were either dropped or knocked out. He had a beautiful completion to Hunter Long that I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback fit it in a not a window, but so so perfectly lofted into his hands. I mean, it was just it was exquisite. Um, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, offensively, he's got to improve. If they want to win this game. Um, I think defensively, they got to cover early. Um, and to tackle, I think that sounds like a broken record, but Florida State got a lot of coverage sacks and they got a lot of pressure. So I'd expect uh, Q's to really lean towards quick hits and gun for those yards after contact and sort of broken tackles and hoping they can make plays on the ground um, and let their wide receivers make plays in space because BC has been kind of bad at that all year. So, you know, negate your own weakness, exploit the opponent's weakness. I think it's pretty straightforward like that. So that's, that's my overall, that's my overall impression. And then just sort of keep running misdirection plays. I'd be totally happily if, you know, I want to see QB sprint outs. I want to see slow developing play action. And I want to see AJ and David Bailey up the gut, except not in the way that we expected, you know, counters and everything. Um, Yeah. Offensive line is playing
2: really well. I think they can do well. So yeah, Um, I'm confident. I'm pretty low on
0: Qs right now. So I would bet towards them. I think that their offensive ineptitude is, a lot of their own fault, and not necessarily the fault of the teams they've played, which to
2: me bodes well for BC, who has a weak defense. Yeah, i i, I think i think i think what's going to win this game
1: is going to be um, who can limit the, the mistakes and and who can basically who who, who can make the least amount of mistakes and, and who can
2: um, make
1: other, like, make the other team pay. Like, I, and I realize that's, that kind of sounds like a cop-out, but I really do think it's going to be
2: kind of who can sort of get the upper hand on, on that. I expect it to be pretty conservative early because I think also I think that both teams think that this is a –
0: simultaneously a winnable and must-win game, and so I would expect it to sort of be like two boxers feeling each other out in the first quarter or two um, before they really start throwing the haymakers. Um, And Yeah, uh, I think final score
2: 27-17 BC.
1: I'm going to say 27-17 Syracuse.
2: Wow. All
0: right. Well, we'll come back here next week, and we will all make fun of Arthur for being wrong.
1: I would like that.
0: I'm also concerned. I do think this is this is a good question. Switched with to topic that I did not prepare at all for, but I think
2: it's relevant to talk about. Does winning this
0: Save Steve Dazio's job and like if you want oh the great,
2: for the greater good, do we just accept the fact that he probably gets another year if he gets it to six and six? Uh, um I don't know, man. I mean I I I think
1: Kansas has looked a little better, so I think that loss doesn't I mean, it's still bad, but I don't think it looks nearly as bad as it did when it actually happened. Although the fact that it, oh my god, I don't know, man, I I I I think he needs to win seven. I I think six and
2: six is not acceptable. Like he needs to win seven. I'm kind of inclined to agree. I mean, I think to me, it's if I'm Martin German, I guess I'm almost looking for a reason to fire him. Um, I think six and six is enough regression. Um, to be like, hey, he's had all this time to figure
0: it out, and he hasn't. And you should be a machine in year, what is this, eight or something like that. I think patience yeah. is w- thin. Patience is thin. You're announcing all these different capital projects, and quite frankly, I think the donors want to see capital projects. Are great, um, because when they pay, finally complete it's great because you can show off your shiny practice facilities and all that, but they take years and donors want results and they want change now. So I think, I don't think it really depends on who's available. Um, If anyone thinks that, you know, and you can, which up and coming G5 coach or offensive
2: coordinator with ties to the Northeast, do you think you can get? Um, Right now, because to me, that is the one
0: thing that sort of will, that can save Steve Adazio's job here, um, is that we look at, you know, Dr Jarvan looked out there and is like, there is no one out there worth getting.
2: Um, and the last thing you want to do is tank the program again and let it bottom out. So, I'll be honest, I just don't care anymore. Like I that's guess. how I feel. yeah that's how I feel about Ibizzi your
0: Job stuff. It's just I just don't care, man. Like I just sort of resign myself to the fact that he's probably gonna stick
2: around forever. I'll probably yeah. die with you
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like, like I, think, I, I I know we keep saying this, but last year really was the year. So I, I really don't know. I really don't know when when it's gonna be over.
2: Well, that's all I've got to say. Um,
0: I can pontificate about any number of topics if you guys wanted it, but I don't
2: think you do. So.
1: Yeah, I I think that's going to be it for me. Um, so, like, like we always say after every show, enjoy the games this weekend. Make sure you're tailgating responsibly. Um, and we'll see you next week here on BCI Radio.
2: Much love.